Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. It's simply because this is rather a special place. With special statuary and special paintings. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to a Wednesday. This is episode 1212. If you're listening to the day, it is uploaded. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. I am, and the person who's the hero of this story is right next to me, and that is Kimmy. She is the worst person in the world. I've been with her for centuries. Things I've seen her do. That's right, I've seen her do many things, and you can ask me about those when we're out and about at upcoming appearances. Yes, I can tell you there about those things. I just cannot do that on this show. Hmm. Because the show is, you know, G-rated. PG sometimes. <laughs> well, I can't say those things on the show. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. So, you know, be sure to ask at some location where we will be appearing. And by the way, the Riley and Kimmy show will be out and about real soon. That's right, Kimmy. We will be uh, taking it to the streets. And that is happening coming up on Saturday, April 22nd, just a, a week from, week and a few days, I guess, right? Be mm-hmm. the best way to put it. We will be at Highlander Novelties in Ocoee, Florida. Ocoee, I guess we could just basically say a suburb of Orlando, right? That's right. And we will be there starting at 11 until 2 o'clock. That's 11 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon because a very special person will be there. A superhero will be there. Tug the Bull Terrier Wonder Dog will be at Highlander Novelties. Kimmy? Mm, yeah. I can't wait. Neither can I. Tug will be there with his parents. That's Kim Joy and Blake Ovard. Kim is the writer of the Tug comic book, and Blake is the artist of the comic book. They are both there for a short period of time, an opportunity for you to say hi, get your picture with Tug, meet Tug. And you know what? He likes to scratch behind the ears. Mm. Yeah, he does. Do you know what he kind of does? Yeah. And he'll occasionally give you a kiss. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We woof Tug, and I'm sure you will woof Tug as well once you meet him, and you'll truly find out why he is a wonder dog. This is the dog... And the couple who have been on Rachel Ray, the national TV show. Yes, Rachel spent some time talking about Tug. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. And if if you'd like to see a video with Tug, you can find the Rachel Ray video. I'm sure that is available online. Mm -hmm. And we have our interview with Blake and Tug. A video interview available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. In the video section, also available right on our Facebook page as well. We would love to see you there. And by the way, please help out the Orange County Humane Society. When you pay a visit, all you have to do is bring uh, maybe some cat food or dog food or things that they need for the Humane Society to help their shelter. 
That's right. Because Highlander Novelties will be collecting that day, starting at 11 o'clock until 2. And we would love to see you there. Let's help out the animals of Orange County, right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. And that is Saturday, April 22nd. Highlander Novelties is the place to be. And by the way, on Sunday, the next day, stop on by to the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. See Tug, he'll be there, along with a whole list of uh, personalities and celebrities who will be there. One of them being John Mady, artist, famous for his work on Batman. Also Captain America, Punisher, and Marvel Secret Wars. John is in the house. He will be sketching, also taking commissions. So be sure to stop by. Bring your comic books that you have. He will sign, and he's also you know, doing sketching. But please, I stress this, get there early if you're wanting a sketch that part mm-hmm. uh, that way you're guaranteed that opportunity you know that opportunity because he does fill up rather quickly so stop on by meet john Beatty there that is at the daytona beach comic book convention by the way if you love comic books and you're looking for some classic vintage issues be sure to stop by the daytona beach comic book convention pop culture playground will be there to fill your needs with their uh, their collections they have that and there's just a wide range of other vendors too they're there like uh, Jay's Multimedia is there as well. Jay is a fantastic friend to the Riley and Kimmy Show. He has those key books as well. The Comic Book Connection, another one, Joe Peace, will be there with a ton of comic books. I mean, there's literally 100,000-plus comic books, so it will be at this convention. It leans very heavy in the world of comic books. Also, collectibles, all kinds of things you can find there, like lunchboxes, toys, action figures. Barbies, G.I. Joes. Oh, yes. Action, boxes. Action Jacksons, Migos, yeah. things like this. You'll be able to find all kinds of things, like from our friend Mike Kales of Mike's Dead Formats. Check out his collections. He has things there for you that he has found. This is an opportunity to share memories with people. Maybe younger individuals say, hey, I used to play with that or I used to read that, and then bring that home. Here's mm-hmm. an opportunity for that also to find a maybe a a certain Easter or spring gift or a graduation gift. You can find that at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Big thank you going out to Tom Raup. And Jake Bates, the show promoters of the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to this event, will be right next to Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy. And we, I can reveal one of these items. There's a beautiful Wonder Woman painting that has been donated by painter Offensive Me. That is his name. Uh, That's the name he goes by, Offensive Me. Mm. And you can find a viewing of that painting on the Daytona Beach comic book conventions facebook page also on ours we have it on our facebook page and website as well and that will be raffled off we will have the tickets available right next to tug and i've been told there are some other items that have been added to kimmy mm. this is all going for uh to help tug's house is tug's pink house of wolf that is animal rescue based okay cool so if you'd like to help out animals you can do that coming up on Sunday. And by the way, before I forget, a big thank you going out to Christian, the owner of Highlander Novelties, for bringing in Tug on Saturday and for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to his store. This will be a fun time for us. This is our very first visit to Highlander Novelties. And Christian is a very, just, he he is a fun, intense kind of human being of, of nerdum. Mm-hmm. And I use intense in a positive way. Yes. I mean, he he's just, it, he's not shy. Okay. Yeah, and likes stickers too, doesn't he, Kim? Yeah. Yeah, he knows his things. Mm-hmm. And be sure to check out his booth, by the way, that will be at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Whole list of vendors, who's there, celebrities, including a actor and director. Matter of fact, a couple of actors and directors will be there as well. You can find out more at DaytonaBeachComicConvention.com and also on their Facebook page as well. 
Kimmy, it is a Wednesday, and would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Absolutely. We'll be asking Kimmy some questions from the Nerd and Pop Culture Trivia timeline. It has been adjusted. It's completely out of whack, meaning it's not chronological or linear, so it's kind of not easy to follow along for her if she's trying to just guess an answer, saying, okay, the last one was 1922, so that makes it 1923. Ah, no. We remove that kind of thing going on. None of that silliness. So feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. She gets more of them right than wrong. We give her an attaboy. Plus, we'll pick her up a collectible at the Daytona Beach comic book convention of her choice or possibly a sketch from somebody because there is just a ton of local artists there. Who knows? Maybe even a print if that's what she would like. It's whatever she chooses from the Daytona Beach comic book convention happening on Sunday, April 23rd. So here we go. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. We believe in time travel answers, so yell at whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on because we are mobile. We are global. It is Wednesday, April 12th, and Kimmy, being a Wednesday, here's your very first question. What is a Wednesday in the world of nerdum? New comic book products. Whoa, she got that one right. That's right, brand new stuff at comic book stores throughout the country. We have that entire list of brand new stuff that you can find today at your favorite comic book haunt. That's available right on our nerd news section at RileyandKimmy.com. So be sure to head to your comic book store, especially if you've never been to one. Maybe you haven't been to one maybe in years or, you know, a while. Help support this medium. Keep it alive. Introduce people to the world of comic books. And by the way, they have exclusive things like certain action figures and toys and, and apparel and things that are only available at their shop. So check them out. We have that list right on our website. Also, a comic book shop locator if you need some help with that. Music question to kick things off for you, Kimmy. It was on this date. This self-titled debut album was released. Tell me the name of the recording artist and tell me the year. You get a plus or minus of one year when this was released. Here's your audio clue. Our lives are better than left to chance. I could have missed Kimmy, can you identify who that is? Yes. Okay. Please do. That is... Yes. The person who wears a big hat. Yes. A black hat sometimes. Yes. On that album, if I remember correctly, he is in a black hat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Kimmy, I have met him many times. I know. You hung out with him. Yes, that's true. Before he was a superstar. I was there the day, basically, he he became super huge. I was at the concert where that happened. Garth Brooks. That's right, Garth Brooks. Now, give me the year that the self-titled debut album was released, that that song, The Dance, was on. Which was a number one hit, by the way. Hmm. What year? You have a plus or minus of one. I will give you this much of a clue. I did not know you yet, but would soon. Get a plus or minus of one year. 1989? That is it. 1989 is when that came out. Do you have that in your collection? No, actually, I don't. You don't have... How about uh, MP3? Any Garth? I don't. Oh, boy. Shame on you, Kimmy. I know. Yes, Garth Brooks. Actually, it's one of the things I regret is you've never seen him perform in concert. I, I have. 
and uh, I would love you to experience mm. him. He's a true entertainer. Moving over to something else. Happening on this date in history, the first United States law requiring a medical test for a marriage license was enacted, Kimmy. It was enacted in New York State. Give me the year this happened. Was it 1898, 1918, 1928, or 1938? 1928? 1938 is when that happened. Mm. Do they still do that? Mm-mm. I wonder, I wonder if some states do. If there's anybody that still does that. I don't know. I don't um, think so. I remember some movies and stuff. They focused on that like right around the 1940s in some films. I think it was almost maybe a scare tactic to or to justify it. That's why they did it. Yeah. You're marrying your cousin. Or no, you're marrying your brother. I didn't know he was my brother. <laughs> that was stuff like Oh yeah. They, there were several movies like that that they mm. had very soap opera ish kind of films, you know, mm-hmm. where somebody's getting married to somebody else and somebody goes, Well, we gotta tell him that. Well you know, that'd be the whole stretch of the thing. They didn't know and then they find out. Yeah. And that was more, I think, a forties kind of film. You know, think hmm. beyond that. That's why I asked that question. Moving to baseball, Kimmy, a catcher's mask was used in baseball for the very first time. Boy, I hate to think when they weren't using that. Yeah. When did this happen? Was it 1877, 1907, 1917, or 1927? What was the second one? The years were 1877, 1907. 1907. It was 1877 when uh, the first catcher's mask was. You, did you ever play that position by chance? No. Okay. Didn't want to play that one, huh? No. What was your position? Um, I was usually stuck on the outfield, or sometimes I pitched. Oh, really? Slow pitch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Were you like Les Nessman when you were out in the outfield? Please don't come to me, Paul. Mm-hmm. Please don't come to me. Please don't come. Yep. But I thought you liked baseball and loved it. But I can't gauge. I couldn't gauge the arc of the ball to catch it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was so terrified of dropping it. And... Don't hit me the ball. Don't hit me the ball. Okay. It was on this date, 1833. Charles Gaylor patented the fireproof safe. It's 1892. Voters in Lockport, New York, became the first in the United States to use a voting machine, Kimmy. It was 1934. F. Scott Fitzgerald's novel, Tender is the Night, was first published. It's on this date, 1954. This group recorded this song. The song was released a year later and would become famous in the movie Blackboard Jungle. Please identify the group and please tell me the name of the song. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. You can also hear it in American Graffiti. Tell me the name of the recording artist and tell me the name of the song. Rock Around the Clock, Bill Uh, Haley and the Comets. uh, That's exactly right. It was on this date, 1955, the University of Michigan announced that the, well, this vaccine by Dr. Jonas Salk was safe and effective and potent for the public. Can you tell me the name of the vaccine? What was it being used for? Polio? That's exactly right, 1955. 1961 is the year this happened. Which country or what country became the first to place man in orbit of the Earth? The year is 1961. Russia? That's correct. Soviet Yuri Gagarin was the first to go around the world. Not in, you know, he went actually around. He orbited. 
So on this date, 1966, Jan Berry of Jan and Dean crashed his car near Dead Man's Curve in Beverly Hills, California. He suffered severe head injuries and was in a coma for nearly two months. 1969, this duo released this song. Please identify who it is. Bonus points if you can tell me the name of the song. Can you tell me who that is with that golden harmony? Simon and Garfunkel. Ooh, bonus points if you can tell me the name of that song. Nope. That was The Boxer, released 1969. Staying in 1969, Lucy of the comic strip Peanuts was on the cover of Saturday Night Review with another member of Peanuts. Who was on the cover with Lucy? The years, 1969. Who would they have partnered up with? Schroeder? No. One more guess. Snoopy? Yeah, Snoopy and Lucy, 1969. You know, you might find that Saturday Review at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Who knows? There's there's people there were, you know, collectibles, magazines, things like that. It's possible. Could possibly find it. 1973, the film That'll Be the Day, starring David Essex and Ringo Starr, premiered in London. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Remember David Essex? He had the song Rock On. Remember 1973? Okay. You, you know that song, Rock On? Mm-hmm. You know that you're the one you used to worship from Young and the Restless did? No. What was his name? Michael Damien? Yeah, that's it. It was 1981. The Space Shuttle Columbia blasted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida for its first test flight. 1984, astronauts aboard the Shuttle Challenger made the first satellite repair in orbit by returning the Solar Max satellite to space. 1985, United States Senator Jake Garn of Utah became the first senator to fly in space as the Shuttle Discovery lifted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. I did not ask you that question, who was the first senator in space, because I figured you would guess John Glenn. Mm -hmm. Most people would, but he was not the first senator in space. It was 1985. Federal inspectors declared that four animals of the Ringling Brothers in Barnum and Bailey Circus were not unicorns. They were goats with horns that had been surgically implanted. Ooh. That was 1985. What? 1985. Federal inspectors declared. That's awful. Yes. Yes. 1986, Berlinda Carlisle of what group, Kimmy, marries Morgan Mason? The Go-Go's. Yes. 1988, Sonny Bono was elected mayor of what city in California? Can you tell me? San something? No, Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. She, see, I know because just about everything's San something. Yeah. That, that's good. That was good. San something. No, Palm Springs. Palm something. Okay. Uh, that, that will do, too. Palm Springs, 1988. It was 1988. Harvard University won a patent for genetically altered mice. It was the first patent for a life form. Hmm. It was on this date, 1990. Somebody Kimmy doesn't know. Couldn't remember his name on a previous episode. James Brown was released from South Carolina jail on a work furlough after serving 15 months of a six-year sentence for aggravated assault. The year 1993, actress Lisa Bonet files a divorce from this musician. Who is it? Lenny Kravitz? That's right. 1993, that happened. 1992, Disneyland Paris opens in France. One of our friends will not out him here. 
He made Goofy talk. He was one of the uh, lead techs. Mm. Computer techs and stuff at uh, Disney Paris. He left our radio station to be doing that stuff. Oh, okay. You know who it is. Mm-hmm. We can't reveal who it is. We have to keep him in the shadows. It was on his day, 1999, United States President Bill Clinton is cited for contempt of court for giving intentionally false statements in a civil lawsuit. He is later fined and disbarred. It was on his day in 2002, a first edition, a version of Beatrix Potter's Peter Rabbit, sells for just under, I mean, just under $65,000 at Southby's. A signed first edition of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit sells for $66,000, almost $67,000. A copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, signed by J.K. Rowling's, sold for $16,660. Now, that's 2002. Hmm. So that book's not that old when you think about it. And a 250-piece collection of rare works by Charles Dickens. Boy, our good friend from Phantasmagoria, Orlando, would just I know he would want this. That sold for $512,000. Our good friend, Sean Diadana. 2002, it was announced that South Africa version of Sesame Street would introduce a character that was HIV positive. 2002, Ozzy Osbourne received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 2010, in San Antonio, Texas, Brett Michaels had an emergency apodectomy. He had gone to the hospital while preparing for a show the previous night. 2012, the game... Candy Crush Saga was released on Facebook. Have you ever played that? No. Do you love how people invite you to games? No. You don't like that, do you? No. Fastest way to get unfriended by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Just, yeah, sure. Yeah, goodbye. Okay. I mean, it's just, no. Moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays. This person, a singer, an actor, having a birthday. Kimmy, tell me who he is. This is one of his hits. And then tell me how old he is. By the way, he is retired from performing. I'm sleeping and right in the middle of a good dream. Like all at once I wake up from something that keeps knocking at my brain. Before I go insane, I hold my pillow to my head and scream up in my bed, screaming out the words I dread. I think I love you. Jimmy, who is that singer? David Cassidy. That's correct. Now, how old is David Cassidy today? Within five years. 60? David Cassidy, today, is 67. Mm. Next person is known for her role on this TV show, and she was also in a movie. We'll give you some extra clues if you can, you know, first identify the TV show she's known for. Here is the theme. What is that TV show, Kimmy? I miss that show. Yes. House. Yes, that is House, which was on from 2004 to 2012. Now, she played Dr. Allison Cameron on the show. She was also in a movie, you know. She played the mother of James T. Kirk in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Who is she? Oh, boy. I don't know her name. Jennifer Morrison. How old is Jennifer Morrison within five years today? 42? 
She is 38 today. You watched House? Mm-hmm. But not the entire run, correct? I'm sure there's shows that I missed. Okay. Yeah. All right. I missed that show. Well, it might be streamed. You can check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next person, actor, having a birthday today. Known for quite a few roles, two of them. One, he's currently on television right now. He's also in a movie, too, 2016 film, which you have not seen. But he's also known for a television show that was uh, cutting edge in its day. Please identify who the actor is. Here's your audio clue. No psycho, Dad! How can this be? Peg, what moron is behind this? Peg, I'm so excited. Peg, there's nothing in heaven and earth that will stop me from watching Psycho Dad. Yes, Psycho Dad was his favorite TV show, but that's not the name of his TV show at the time that he was acting as that character. Can you tell me who the actor is? I Tell me the character he is there. Can you do that? Al Bundy. On what show? Married with Children. Okay, that's good. He also played, by the way, for a brief period of time, he played Joe Friday when they relaunched Dragnet back in 2003. That didn't last that long. It lasted for two seasons. Is it Ed somebody? It's Ed somebody. He has the voice since about 2012 for Zyrtec allergy pills. You can hear him on Nationwide. They're using him. And by the way, he's in the movie, the film, Finding Dory. Yes, he plays a big part. He is Hank the Octopus. Oh, I think that's on Netflix right now. He's Hank the Octopus, Kimmy. 2016. And by the way, he didn't realize that it was a big role when he signed on for it until he realized he was doing more and more dialogue coming in, doing more and more with Ellen DeGeneres. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> this role's bigger than what I realized hmm. I signed on for. Who is he, Kimmy? Ed somebody. Ed somebody. Ed O'Neill. How old is Ed O'Neill today within five years, Kimmy? 68. Ed O'Neill today is 71. And by the way, a little side note, after being introduced to Brazilian Jitsu by a friend of his, he trained in the martial art for 22 years. And December 2007, O'Neill received his black belt. Hmm. Next person having a birthday, we're going to ask you how old this person is, even though you don't know her name. You know her face, Mm -hmm. her image. Her name is Jane Withers, an American actress, model, and singer. By the way, she was a child actress and then became an adult actress as well. She was extremely big, best known for being one of the most popular child film stars in the 1930s and early 40s. But by the middle 1960s into the 70s, She is known for a television commercial, a character on TV. See if you remember her in this role. Ah, Josephine, I can't walk around in that silent. Kids will laugh. But it has a very important message. But it's funny. You say don't use comments. Oh, read the back. See? Use new super stain removing comments. Oh, something new. You bet. Something much better. New Super Comet with Chlorinol 3. Gets out stains when other leading cleansers can't. Tough food stains like these. Oh, they're sure greasy. Watch this. I'll sprinkle another leading cleanser and new Super Comet. Let it work a bit. Now you're going to rub? Right. See? Comet's removing the stain. Yeah, it's gone. But I'm still rubbing the other cleanser. But look, it stopped working. New Super Comet gets out stains when other leading cleansers can't. Hey, what are you doing? I don't have to wear this sign. Why not? New Comet's so great, people find out anyway. Yeah. Now, that's Josephine the Plumber. You remember Josephine the Plumber, right, Kimmy? You know, uh, 
Bounty had Rosie and Comet had Josephine the plumber. Mm-mm. Oh, what, where have you been? And by the way, there was a child actor. Actually, you become very big about 10 years after doing that. I'm sure you had uh, his poster on your wall. That was Robbie Benson in there Ugh. with her. You remember Robbie Benson, don't you? Yeah. Uh, he was quite young when he was in that one with uh, with her. That <laughs> that was Josephine the Plumber, played by Jane Weathers, who's having a birthday today. She is 91 today, Kimmy. Okay. Please identify this musician, Kimmy. Born on this date, tell me who this is. <laughs> this was video that look on your face kimmy identify who that musician was tiny tim that's right tiny tim born on this date tell me what year he passed away within five 2000 passed away in 1996 so you get that and by the way that song is a very old song from like the 1920s when it was first recorded or first uh first uh, written uh he made it a hit in 1968 it charted how big did it get, Kimmy, within five on the charts? How high did Tiptoe Through the Tulips get? Number right? two? It got to number 17, that's all. Mm. But it became his signature song. Fun part here, Kimmy. I was hanging with Garth Brooks the same time period I met Tiny Tim. Mm. I, I spent a week with the Tim. Lucky you. Yeah, radio station I was working at, we were was back then called a combo. We had an AM and an FM. The AM was oldies, and the FM was a heritage country. That's why I met Garth and some other people who are now kind of big. Uh, the oldie station decided to bring in old uh, Tiny Tim. And the operations manager, a very good friend of mine, too, at the time, uh, he knew I loved oldies, and you know I actually knew the oldie stuff, even though I was working on the country station. So I assisted him a week with Tiny Tim. That, hmm. That's a story in its own right. I really learned what the word eccentric meant. Hmm. <laughs> totally, totally, you know, I thought I knew what that word meant, but I, I learned what that word meant with that week. It was a trip. Next person born on this date, passed away, 2011 at the age of 75. You, you wouldn't know the name. You wouldn't because... She, even though you are a nerd, you're not that big of a Star Trek nerd, unfortunately. He was big in Star Trek, sort of. Iconic, at least. Maybe not in a good way. That's Charles Napier, born on this date in 1936. Now, Star Trek fans know him in the original series. He played a space hippie, Kimmy. Okay. Yes, he played a space hippie in the episode called The Way to Eden. He played the hippie Adam, and he sung on Star Trek. Piles of trouble. For himself all day But all kinds of trouble come to an end When a man tells another man Be my friend uh-huh. One of the, well, I, it's not one of my favorite episodes remember, Do you remember that at all when they had the hippies on there? Mm-mm. It's the, yeah, uh, yes, the way to Eden And then he played in Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode Little Green Men as General Denning and he appeared in the pilot episode of Knight Rider in 1982. He appeared in two episodes of A-Team in the 1980s. 
And then he was in the Rockford Files in a couple episodes and performed a lot of voiceover work in animation. He was in Superman, the animated series, Justice League, The Critic, Men in Black, the series, and Squidables. And he also provided several guest voices for episodes of The Simpsons. And then there's a classic episode of Dr. Phil. I actually, for some weird reason, saw this episode. He was on Dr. Phil with his wife. She was concerned about him because of depression and his continual obsession to be famous. It was a very good episode, actually. Mm. And I had it at one time saved and have lost it over the course of time. But it, if you can find it, it's very, very interesting. It's good, too, especially if you know somebody who wants to be in show business, to actually watch that episode. It's uh, very interesting. Moving over to the world of music. This person having a birthday, identify who he is, Kimmy, and tell me how old he is within five. Jazz fusion musician, composer, tell me who he is, Kimmy. Oh, man. That song, can you identify it? Can you tell me the name of it? No, but I can see the video in my head. It's Rocket. That's the name of it. Mm -hmm. From 1983. I can't do it. It was 71 on the pop charts. It was number six on the R&B and number one dance song. Mm Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me who he is. Mm Mm-mm. Really? That's Herbie Hancock. Uh, Having a birthday today. Do you know who he is? Mm -hmm. How old is he within five? 65. He is 77 today. And by the way, if you like Herbie Hancock, he did. That's not. Don't think that that's his world. His world is in smooth jazz and and fusion as well. I recommend checking out uh, a song for you with Christina Aguilera from 2006. It was number 11 on the smooth jazz charts. Give you an idea of his uh, his beautiful work. Next person. Born on this date, Kimmy, his name is Frank Bank. Tell me the TV show he is known for. Here's your audio clue. Eddie Haskell and all the guys are combing their hair like that. Well, Clarence, I noticed that you're not. I would comb my hair like Wally's, Mrs. Cleaver, but I got a funny-shaped head. (laughs) Oh, really? I hadn't noticed. Daddy says it's because when I was a baby, I slept on one side too much. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of lopsided. Okay, Kimmy, Frank Bank is known for what TV show? Leave it to Beaver. Now, Clarence was his birth name, but he went by another name. What was his name? Lumpy. Yeah, Lumpy Rutherford is what he played. Played it from 1957 to 1963, and then he was back on the uh, TV show. He appeared 58 episodes or 50 episodes in the original, but he came back when they relaunched the Leave it to Beaver with a new Leave it to Beaver using 101 episodes from 1985 to 1989. He died April 13th, 2013, one day after his 71st birthday. Hmm. Next person, see if you can identify who this is. No audio clue, Kimmy. But let's just see how well you paid attention to movies and marketing many years ago. This person's still active, by the way. They're no longer with us. They died 2013. He's an author. 17 of his novels were bestsellers, and more than 100 million copies of his books are in print. His literary career began in 1984 when he sold The Hunt for Red October for just $5,000. His works, The Hunt 
or Red October, 1984, Patriot Games, 1987, Clear and Present Danger, 1989, and the sum of all fears 1991 have been turned into big, commercially successful films. Actors Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, and Chris Pine have played his most famous fictional character, Jack Ryan. Who is the author? I just keep thinking of John Grisham, and that's wrong. That's right. Um, can't do it. Tom? Clancy. Yes, Tom Clancy, born 1947. See if you can identify the next person. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is quite easy. Tell me how old he is within five. He hosted a late-night television talk show for 33 years, beginning February 1st, 1982, with the debut of this program on NBC under his name, and ending May 20th, 2015, with a broadcast on CBS with the show under his name. Who is he? David Letterman. Yes, and how old is he today? 74. He is 70 today. By the way, Letterman hosted 6,028 episodes of Late Night and Late Show, surpassing his friend and mentor Johnny Carson as the longest-serving late-night talk show host in America. In 1996, Letterman was ranked 45th on TV Guide's 50 Greatest TV Stars of All Time. Hmm. Next person having a birthday, guitarist, keyboardist, and singer Pat Travers having a birthday, 63. Next person, actor having a birthday, known for films like, oh, let's see, The Untouchables, Godfather Part 3, Ocean's Eleven, and Ocean's 12, and Ocean's 13, and let's see, When a Man Loves a Woman. That is Andy Garcia having a birthday. How old is he within five? 49. You know who Andy Garcia is? You don't remember him? 53. I don't know. You don't remember him at all? Kind of, sort of. Wow, he's 61 today. Okay. Next person, an American country singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist, Kimmy. He has recorded more than 20 studio albums, charted over 40 singles on the U.S. Billboard charts, all those in the hot country songs, and has sold more than 26 million albums. He is married to Amy Grant since 2000. Who is the birthday person? Vince Gill. Yes, how old is Vince Gill today within five? 61. He is 60, so you get that. Next person is an actress. Tell me how old she is within five, Kimmy. She is known, while well, she got her start on Little House on the Prairie, but she is known for her role of well, as Brenda Walsh in Beverly Hills 90120. She starred on Charmed as well. Tell me who she is. Shannon Doherty? That is correct, Shannon Doherty. How old is she today within five years? Um, 53. She is 46 today. By the way, she started in 1985 teen movie comedy, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. She acted with Helen Hunt and Sarah Jessica Parker. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, okay. So what, she was the little kid she, on uh, she, Little House? She played one of the Wilders. She was brought in for the show. Really? Yeah, and she eventually played a Wilder. Yeah. Shannon Doherty. And then she was on that one show, Our House, if you remember, with... Um, now you catch me off guard here. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, Wilford Grimley? Yeah, w not Wilford Grimley. <laughs> Wilford. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. It's not <laughs> Wilford Grimley, but yes, that guy. Yeah, she was on that show. Remember that? Uh-huh. She played that. And sure. Th okay. Moving over to somebody else known for Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines in 2003. Actress Claire Danes. How old is she today? Within five. Uh, 52. She is 38 today. Moving over to another section of trivia today. I see dead people. 
It was 1989. Sugar Ray Robinson died at the age of 67. Can you tell me what he is known for, Kimmy? He's a boxer. That's correct. An American boxer, frequently cited as the greatest boxer of all time. By the way, in the 1960s, he acted in some television shows like Mission Impossible, an episode of Land of the Giants. And he also appeared in some films, one of them that I think is just kind of off the radar. It's a gritty film. It's Frank Sinatra's cop movie called The Detective, 1968. I recommend checking that film out because you can get an idea what Frank Sinatra would have been like as Dirty Harry. This movie was very edgy for its day, and he kind of plays that kind of character. And this is before Dirty Harry. He would be offered that role, by the way. He was the original choice to play Harry Callahan. And you could also see, by the way, Sugar Ray and the cult classic Candy in 1968, the thriller The Todd Killings in 1971. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with diabetes that was treatable with insulin in Robinson's last years. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. He died in Los Angeles at the age of 67. Next person passed away on this date, 1999. You know him really because of, well, TV commercials, Kimmy. His records were just on, you could not escape a TV channel many years ago without seeing his records being promoted. His, along with Zam Fears and Slim Whitman's, identify the person who passed away on this date. Yeah, he passed away on this date in 1999. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? He he was on a lot of commercials. They really pushed his stuff on TV because it was internationally successful. He was bigger in other places on planet Earth than the United States. Can you tell me who he is? No. Well, that's Boxcar Willie. Oh. You remember Boxcar, right? Yeah. By the way, he uh, he was just singing for fun, did it for fun while he was, uh, well, had his career in the Air Force. He was an Air Force sergeant. In 1976, he left the Air Force and became a full-time performer, created the Boxcar Willie image, and his first national appearance was on The Gong Show, and he actually won. That's what did it, hmm. was the gong show. And his biggest hit, by the way, is from 1980. It charted number 36 on the country charts, and it was Bad News. Well, bad news travel like a wildfire. Good news travels slow. And they call me old wildfire. everywhere I go, Lord, I'm bad news. Everybody knows. Always getting yeah, that was bad news. Mm, and you okay. liked that one, didn't you? That's Boxcar mm. Willie who passed away on this date. Um, yeah, Kim, Kimmy likes bad news. You want that on your MP3 player? No, thank you. All right. Kimmy, I think you did a great job with trivia. And for Way Back Wednesday, we're going to go way back here and honor something from trivia. Radio Watch And that's a Riley and Kimmy show. Now, we talked about Jane the Plumber, or no, actually, what was it? Josephine the Plumber. That's it, right? Josephine the Plumber, played by Jane Withers. She was a big star, but was forgotten, really, by the time she played 
Josephine the Plumber. Matter of fact, Kimmy doesn't even remember Josephine the Plumber. Uh, anyhow, we have her highlighted right now, and it's a very special Golden Age of Radio episode. She co-stars with Jackie Cooper. The episode is being introduced by director Cecil B. DeMille. Going back in time to 1941, the episode's called Her First Bow. Here's Jane Withers on The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper in her first bow with Edith Fellows. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. The Lux Radio Theater is getting old. Not in spirit, but certainly in years. That fact stared us in the face when Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper arrived at our stage door for rehearsal. I suppose I'd expected them to remain at an age when I could win them completely by sending out for chocolate ice cream cones. When the Lux Radio Theater began, Jane Withers was a little girl in pigtails, making her first picture. Now she's a young lady, with all the rights and privileges of stardom. When this curtain rose for the first time, Jackie Cooper was a very recent graduate from the Our Gang comedies. And now, well, he, he has his own razor and speaks baritone. So much for the tricks of time. Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper are starring for us tonight in her first bowl, a picture they made together at Columbia. One that I'm sure will take you back to your own youth for a pleasant reliving of the time when you had, or were, a first bow. Now for a gay and lively play. Her first bow, starring Jane Withers as Penny and Jackie Cooper as Chuck, with Edith Fellows as Millie Lou. The curtain rises on Act One. Penny Wood and Chuck Harris are pals. They live next door to each other, attend the same high school, and drink the same sodas out of separate straws. Once in a great while, Chuck will even carry Penny's books for her. But their fellowship is purely platonic. They are pals. Chuck is building a glider. Not a model glider, but a man-sized job, which he hopes will carry him aloft, and which Penny hopes will bring him back safely. As he works over it lovingly, Chuck is all enthusiasm. Penny is frankly skeptical. Look at it, Penny. Look at those lines. Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, I don't know. I guess it's all right. What do you mean, it's all right? Well, I mean it isn't gorgeous like, well, like pink satin and poetry and things. Oh, it is like a bird is. Yeah, if it flies. Oh, it'll fly all right. You'll see tomorrow when I take it up. Oh, Chuck, I wish you wouldn't. You know, you don't fly so good. Oh, you're swacky. Didn't I get Spike ship to fly ten minutes? Yeah, two minutes in the air and eight minutes through the chicken house. You might have broken every bone in your body. Oh, bones don't break that easy. And even if they did, they knit right up together again when you're young. You sound just like my dad. Oh, but he's right. You know, you could have been hurt when that glider smashed up. And besides, that one didn't have all these new thingamabobs you put on this one. That's why it smashed. With this new stabilizer, I'll have almost as much control as the air currents. Now, let's see. All we got to do now is get this waterproof paint on. Why's it got to be waterproof? In case I come down in the lake, that's why. Oh, Chuck. You're not going to try and cross the lake, are you? Well, sure I am. Now, come on. Help me paint, will you? 
Oh, I don't think I'd better. You're going to break your neck, and I don't want to feel responsible. No, I don't think I'd better. Oh, Penny, what do you want to be such a wet blanket for? Flying isn't hard. Maybe not. But my dad always says the hardest thing about flying is the ground. Oh, anyway, I don't want to be a flyer. I just want to build planes. I got to, Penny. It's like, well, like you feel about being a great dancer. I don't. Like you said, you don't what? I don't want to be a great dancer anymore. I just made up my mind about it last week. I'm going to be a great rider like... Well, like Edna St. Vincent Millay. No. Well, I'm going to build clippers, too. You know, those great... Big... You know what, Chuck? I bought a whole box of typewriting paper, and I've saved $4 and a quarter toward a typewriter, and then I'm just going to lock myself in my room and write and write and write. Yeah? What about? Well, I haven't made up my mind just yet. Besides, you've got to suffer before you can write. Huh? I said I'll have to suffer. Well, gee, you can't just square off and suffer. It's got to sort of happen to you does it to you. You know, a lady novice was talking on the radio the other day, and she said that everybody had a book inside of them, but you had to suffer to get it out. She must be swacky. She is not swacky. And then she said you go along doing all sorts of everyday things, when all of a sudden you find yourself in the midst of a great sorrow. What, uh, watch out for that can of paint. She said that's when you're ready to write. A penny the paint. When your world crumbles about your ears and everything you hold dear to you just splashes at your feet. Hey, the paint, look out. <gasps> oh. Now, now look what you did. A whole can of paint. Oh, Chuck, I'm sorry. You're splashing at your feet. You splashed it, all right. Oh, now, Chuck, listen. Look, look at that mess. Look at it. Well, I said I was sorry, didn't I? Uh, I'll pay for your old paint. Hmm. I'll buy it out of my type. Oh, it isn't money. the money. It's the principle of the thing. You've set me back a whole day. All right, so you break your neck a day later. What's the difference? Penny, dear, are you in your room? Mother, please. Why, what's the matter, dear? Well, Mother, you might knock before you come into my room like that. Knock? Why, dear? Well, I might have been writing. Were you, dear? Well, no, but I might have been. Well, then it's all right. Here, Penny, I bought you a dress for Saturday night. Your last year's one's really a disgrace. Saturday night? What goes Saturday night? Mervyn's coming home from college. Oh. I thought we might have a little party for him. Mother... Do I have to call him Uncle Mervyn this year? It sounds awful silly. Oh, I don't know, dear. Well, after all, when a girl has an uncle that's only five years older than she is, I think she just ought to call him Mervyn. Very well, dear. And after all, Mother, I'm not a child. Of course not, dear. Now, slip into your dress. Do you like it? Mm, it's nice, I guess. But I'd much rather have had a typewriter. Well, you couldn't come to a party dressed in a typewriter, dear. Mother, you don't seem to realize that society means nothing to me. Nowadays, girls have higher things to think about. And such as what, dear? Such as careers. Why, don't you think by the time a girl is 15, if she's going to be a great dancer or a great writer, she ought to begin dancing or writing, don't you think? If you really want to know what I think about a girl 15... Yes? I think she ought to begin to wash her ears. Oh, Mother, you're laughing at me. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry, darling. About me? Uh-huh. Oh, I suppose I'm silly, but... Every mother looks forward to a daughter who's pretty and sweet and, well, I might as well admit it, popular with the boys. <laughs> I wouldn't go across the street for any boy who ever lived. Not even Chuck. Chuck! <laughs> Why, well, I guess there isn't anything in this whole world that interests me any less than Chuck Harris. Say, wait a minute. I just thought of something. Oh, Chuck! Chuck! Hey, Mushface! Look out your window! Oh, hey! What goes? Can I borrow your bike tomorrow morning? I gotta go somewhere. Not tomorrow. I gotta go.
got to use it myself tomorrow. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Mom wants to know if you and your dad are coming over to dinner. I'll be there in ten minutes. Okay. So long, mush face. So long, Hank. Now, <laughs> well, let's take a look at you, son. Uh, don't you think you need a clean shirt? Oh, this one's okay, Dad. Mrs. Wood said all I had to do was put on a tie. Nevertheless, you'd better put on a clean shirt. Remember, the first rule for a lawyer is to be well-groomed. It inspires confidence, even if you can't win the case. But I don't want to be a lawyer, Dad. I want to be a mechanical engineer. Now, just a moment, son. But if I could only go to tech next year, Dad... Chuck, I don't want to hear any more about tech. Now, look, Dad, I guess what I'm going to be is about the most important question we've got to face right now. Well, I was reading an article that said out of every 10,000 college graduates, 9,000 chose the wrong profession. Yes, and maybe you'll find flying is the wrong profession. Oh, how many times do I have to tell you? I just want to build planes. It's the greatest profession of the future. Well, look at the way they invented trains when you were a boy. Trains? How old do you think I am? Now, now, change that shirt. Oh, Dad, please listen. When I think of being a lawyer, I just about go swacky. My boy, you're just hitting one of those phases we all go through. I remember when I wanted to go into the movies. Well, maybe you'd have been a lot better actor than you are a lawyer. Well, of all... Well, anyway, you'd have had a chance to find out. You wouldn't have to keep wondering and going to the movies and looking at yourself in the mirror when you come home. If I'd ever dared talk to my father like... When have you ever seen me look in a mirror? Lots of times, Dad. Mm, that's enough about that. And enough about planes. You're going to forget all this nonsense, Chuck, and do what you're told. Oh, gosh, Dad, you drive a full of swacky. And stop saying swacky. Okay, okay. Now, get into that shirt. Mrs. Wood will be waiting for us. Come on, hurry it up. Now, let's see, Effie. There'll be five of us for dinner. Are you sure we have enough, Effie? Yes, ma'am. Got enough for five. But I wish you'd tell me when you're going to have guests, Miss Wood. Uh, yes, yes, Effie, I know. I forgot about it. Hello, Mrs. Wood. Hello, Millie Lou. Is She's upstairs, dear. I imagine she'll be right down. Now, let's see, Effie. Mrs. Wood, I hear your brother Mervyn's coming home from college. My mother said so. Yes, dear. He'll be here sometime tomorrow. Oh, Kino, he's awful good looking. Who is? Hello, Penny. Your Uncle Mervyn. Oh, I think he's just grand. Now, listen, Millie Lou. Are you going to go gooping around after him again? Who goops around? You goop around. You mush around him like a lovesick cat. It's pretty revolting. Penny. What's for dinner, Mom? It's ham. And stay out of the kitchen. Now, who's going in the kitchen? <gasps> that reminds me. Can I stay to dinner, Mrs. Wood? Mother's in town, and I'm all alone with Cook. Please, can I stay? Why, oh, why, of course, dear, if you'd like to. <gasps> Kino, I'll go home and tell Cook. Um, Effie. I know. Tank five for dinner. It's six. Uh, maybe you'd better send down for some more ham, Effie. Too late. I'll stretch. Evening. Hello, Tom. Hi, Dad. Hello, Penny. Hello, Myrtle. How are you, dear? Hungry? I'm so hungry I could bite into anything that didn't bite me first. Oh, well, go easy on the ham, dear. There are six of us for dinner, and Effie's getting mad. Mrs. Wood, it's Mervyn. What? He, he isn't coming home tomorrow. He's here right now. Oh, um, Effie, seven. Hi, everybody. Mervyn's here. Hi, Hello, Tom. Hi, Penny. How's it going? We weren't expecting you until tomorrow, Mervyn. Oh, I thought I'd surprise you. Let me have your coat, Mervyn. Oh, I'll take it, Mrs. Wood. Can I hang your head up, too, Mervyn? Okay, here. <gasps> Thanks, doll. I'll go home and change my dress. It's nice to have you home again. Well, see you later, Mervyn. Isn't that revolting? Is she sick or something? Where's your luggage, Mervyn? At the gas station around the corner. The fellow I drove down would stop to have a tire fixed, and I ran over to sort of fix things here. Fix things? Yeah, I asked him to stay over the weekend. You don't mind, do you? Oh, why, of course not. Um, Effie, eight. Who is he, Merv? Roger Van Vleck. Van Vleck? 
You mean that killer dealer you've been writing home about? I haven't written about him so much. Oh, haven't you? He lives in New York and Florida, sang the lead in the spring week opera, plays the accordion. Ah, put it on ice. Made the maskers in his freshman year, and his father belongs to two different country clubs. That will do, Penny. Well, I guess I'll run up and watch. See you at dinner, Merv. Okay. I uh, say, I didn't do anything wrong, did I? I mean, inviting Rod? Of course not. I'm glad he's coming. He'll be an extra boy for the party. Who have you invited, sis? Oh, just some of the boys you used to know and a few of Penny's friends. Penny's friends? Do you expect a man like Roger Van Vleck to dance with a lot of giggling little girls? A man who... Who, who... made the mask is in his freshman year and his father belongs to two different country clubs. Now listen, Penny! What's the matter with you? Children, children! Stop calling me children! All right, now calm down. Now listen, sis, listen. While Roger's here, please try and run the house like a house ought to be run. When I visited the Van Vlecks, they had a couple of maids and a butler. And when dinner was served, he didn't just yell, It's on, you better hurry. He said, dinner is served. Oh, now wasn't that just too, Ducky? That's right. That's right. Be a hoodlum. Roger's sister isn't a day older than you, but she's always dressed for dinner. And she'd take my arm and say, I believe you're taking me in, Mr. Roberts. Oh, really? Well, I believe you're taking me in, Mr. Roberts. Woo-hoo! Now cut her out, Penny, cut her no, out! Then don't get so excited. I'll run up and fix the guest room for Mr... <gasps> Good gracious, I forgot. The guest room's just been painted. Oh, sis! Penny, you go upstairs and move your things into my room. You'll have to let Roger take yours. Oh, mother, no. Why, I've got to have my room to lock myself into. Oh, why on earth to you write? Have... You've got to be alone to do anything really big. You'll have to put off your writing for a few days or write something not quite so big. Oh, but Here mother... Here he is. Go on, Penny. Now, go listen. On. Come on, Penny. Hurry up, dear. Oh, mother, this is a jip. Mother, I've got to... Here you are, Raj, in here. Hi. <laughs> to get the donut patched, Raj? Yes, everything's super. Shall I bring these suitcases in, or will your man? Our man? Oh, oh, you mean our man? Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we'll see about him after dinner. Yeah, it's a nice, nice place you have here, Merv. Looks like quite a village. Say, there were a couple of little numbers down at the gas station that weren't bad at all. Yeah, we got some pretty sparky zombies here. <laughs> but will you see my girl, Julie Harris? Yeah? How you doing? Okay. But I could use a little of your technique. Well, who couldn't? I'll give you a few pointers. <laughs> I say, I'll, I'll give you a few pointers someday, Murph. Okay. Only remember, she's my girl. Well, hello there. Oh, sis, this is Mr. Van Vleck, my sister, Raj. How do you do? I'm so glad you could come, Roger. Well, I, I'd have come a lot sooner if I'd have known Mervyn had such a good-looking sister. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Mervyn, maybe you'd better bring Roger's grips upstairs. Okay, I'll be right with you, Raj. Uh, Roger, will you excuse me a minute? Uh, sure, don't worry about me. I see you've got a piano. Well, that's all I need to make myself at home. Yes, please do. Mother, do I have to move out all my clothes just so... Oh. Hi. Hello there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought Mother was in here. My name's Roger Van Vleck. Oh, yeah. How do you do? Say, say, you can't be Miss Penelope Wood. And why not? But Mervyn said that... Well, the old fox. He said you were a scrawny little kid, only 15. Oh, he did, did he? Well, how old do you think I am? Well, it's, it's pretty hard to tell a woman's age nowadays... 19, 20, maybe 21. Well, <laughs> you're not so very wrong. <laughs> Won't you sit down, Mr. Van Vleck? Thanks. Thank you very much. Do you mind if I smoke, Miss Wood? Oh, no. No, not at all. Perhaps you'd like one? Who, me? Oh, oh no. That is, I mean... Oh, well, I've given it up. You know... You know, I, I felt sure you'd say that. 
Why? Well, the minute I saw you, I, I knew you were one of these really feminine women. Are you kidding? Oh, I mean, oh, oh, well, yes, I am. Oh, yes, I, I really am. And, oh, well, you know, there's something so, uh, so masculine about smoking, isn't there? Well, I mean, a really feminine woman doesn't do it because... Well, because it just isn't feminine. <laughs> hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right, Miss Wood. Oh, but of course not for a man. It's entirely different. <laughs> Practically all the men I know smoke, except Chuck Harris. And you know that his father gave him $20 to promise he wouldn't, and he spent every cent of it on his glider. Really? Is, uh, is Mr. Harris your fiancé? My what? Oh, Chuck! Goodness, no. He just lives across the street. And besides, Chuck is only 16. <laughs> Men are always so much younger than girls, don't you think? Well, I mean, a girl who's 16, or anyway, who's almost 16, is years older than a man at 16. Or don't you think so? I, I certainly do. But wait, wait, don't move. What's the matter? What is it? You, you with the light through your hair. Beautiful. Me? <laughs> you ought, you know... You know, you ought always to wear red. It's your color. Red? My color? Oh, red. You? Hey, hey. Oh, for heavens. <laughs> Would you please excuse me, Mr. Van Vleck? Certainly. <laughs> Who is it? Hiya, Hag. Oh, it's you. Oh, you knew I was coming, didn't you? Hey, something smells good. What's cooking? Oh, Chuck. I'd like for you to meet our guest. Who? Mm. Oh, Mr. Van Vleck, this is Chuck. I mean Mr. Harris, who lives across the street. And Mr. Harris, this is Mr. Van Vleck, who's visiting us. I mean he's visiting Mervyn. And Mr. Van Vleck is visiting here from New York and Florida. I'm glad to meet you, Harris. Oh. I've just been hearing about your, uh, your glider from Miss Wood. <laughs> from who? From me. Well, he said Miss Wood. Oh. Oh, you... Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have a cigarette, Harris? Oh, no, no, I remember. She says you don't smoke. Who says? Miss Wood. Oh, Miss Wood. What are you talking so much about me for? <laughs> well, naturally, one talks about one's friends. <laughs> what else is there for one to talk about? Hey, where'd you get to talking that one stuff? Oh, one just talks the way one always does. <laughs> yeah, but one never talked like that before. What goes? <laughs> oh, good, good, I'll be right up. Hold everything, beautiful. I'll just whip up and watch for this. <sighs> well, Chuck, what did you think of him? Mm, I don't know. Kind of a dope, isn't it? What did you say? I said he acts like a dope. Why, Chuck Harris, <gasps> you're speaking that way about, about a man who, who made the maskers in his freshman year and whose father belongs to two different country clubs. Evening, Penny. Oh, hello, Mr. Harris. Well, Penny, I hear you have a visitor. Oh, yes, and he's simply wonderful. Well, if you two will pardon me, I'll just whip up and wash for dinner. Well, what, what's got into her? Oh, she's swacky. Stop saying that. Now I think we're all here. Oh, no, Penny isn't, and Millie knew. Uh, thank you, Effie. Mrs. Wood! Oh, Millie Lou, you're just in time. Oh, Mrs. Wood, I forgot I'd ask Shirley and Ralph Wentworth to my house to dinner, so I had to bring them with me. You brought them? Mm. Where are they? Oh, they're just outside. I'll go out and get them. Um, Effie. Effie, there'll be two more. That makes 
10. Yes, 10, Effie. What can I do about it? All right, but it ain't gonna stretch that far. Uh, now, where's Penny? Uh, Penny? Oh, Penny. I'm right here, Mother. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey. Why, Penny. What's she all dressed up for? Is that a new dress, Penny? <laughs> Why, Chuck, dear, you act as if you've never seen me in a party dress before. Well, I don't know. Last time I was over for dinner, you wore your tennis shirt. Oh, shut up. Is, uh, is dinner served, Mother? <laughs> Why, yes, dear. Oh, splendid. <gasps> Mr. Van Vleck, I believe you're taking me in. Of course, John. This way, Mr. Van Vleck. I tell you, the girl is swacky. <laughs> Mr. DeMille and our stars, Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper, will return in just a moment for Act Two of Her First Bow. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. Act Two of Her First Bow. Starring Jane Withers as Penny and Jackie Cooper as Chuck with Edith Fellows as Millie Lou. Penny Wood is falling in love with Roger, who gives her his attention because she's the only girl in the vicinity. Or to express it in the language of the younger generation, Penny is gooing over Joe College, who is slinging the woo heavy on account there aren't any cuddle cats. <clears throat> now Roger, seated at the piano, is giving out for the song he's just written. Penny gazes at him starry-eyed. And when I fall in love, my dear, the stars may shine above, my dear, but I won't know a thing, my dear, cause I'll be looking at you. Well? Oh, Roger, that song, it stirs my depths. <laughs> you, uh, you wouldn't kid me, would you? Did you really write it all yourself? Uh, sure, I knock them out fast. You're my inspiration, Cookie. Oh, you know, Roger, you're so, so... Huh? Well, I mean, all the way you look and the way you talk... You're not like any of the boys around here. Well, well, I guess it's just because I'm a little more of a cosmopolite. Oh. Oh, I thought you were American. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <clears throat> but you see, you see, I've been to Europe twice. Oh. Oh. Oh, Roger, please play it again. Sure. Listen, sis. You gotta do something about Penny. Why, what's the matter, Mervyn? Look at her in there. I tell you, she's making an exhibition of herself. The whole town's laughing. Oh, I guess not the whole town. Well, anyway, the whole street. She hasn't had that party dress off since Roger's been here. Hello, Mervyn! Oh, for the love of... Are you in again? Hello, Mrs. Wood. How are you, Millie Lou? Is Penny here? She's in the living room with Roger. Gee, he's certainly giving her a big rush, isn't he? Movies last night and some sodas and some nuit d'amour eau de cologne. It's a dollar and a half a bottle. There, sis. Accepting expensive gifts from men at her age. I think it's a very good thing for Penny to have a little attention. It's making her think about her look. I'll say. She was down at the beauty shop before it even opened this morning. She had a hair wash and a manicure. Boy, she sure must be in love. 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 It curdles me. <laughs> Mother, I told Roger I'd be right with him. I'm sure Roger can spare you for a minute. 
Here, hold this yarn, dear. All right. Penny, I thought I told you not to wear that party dress again. It won't be fresh for tomorrow night. Tomorrow? Oh, the party. Say, you know, Mother, you're absolutely right. I ought to have another dress for the party. Well, Penny, I wasn't suggesting... Oh, but I ought to, Mother. And, oh, there's a perfectly lovely one down at the Bonton. Penny, that awful place. It is an awful... And, oh, Mother, that dress is the oomphiest thing you ever saw. It's called the Glamour Girl. All red with a gold belt and black velvet poppies. And absolutely nothing over the shoulders. <laughs> Not even a strap. Um, what holds it up? Oh, well, um, your figure or something. If I were you, I wouldn't pin my faith on it. <laughs> Mother, will you tell me something? What, dear? Mother, when did you fall in love with Father? I mean, well, when did you first know you were falling in love? Well, Penny, what a question. Oh, it's, uh, it's for my writing. Well, I mean, well, if someone's going to be a great writer... I think she ought to know all about love, don't you? Yes, it might help. You know, there must have been a time when you and Father were in love with each other, or you wouldn't have been married, would you? Oh, Penny, would you mind telling me exactly what you call the way your father and I feel toward each other now? Oh, well, of course, you're very fond of each other. And I suppose you've got your memories. But you wouldn't call it love, would you? I mean, well, you don't shiver down your back every time Father comes in the room, do you? Oh, well, not every time. And you don't just keep waiting for the sound of his voice and keep thinking about the way his hair goes up in front. His hair does not go up in front. I'll have you know that your father is a very handsome man. Uh-huh. Miss Wood, the dough's all ready for you. Set them cinnamon rolls for breakfast. All right, Effie, coming. Finish the ball for me, will you, Penny? Oh, Mother! Oh, gee. Hi, Cookie. Oh, Roger. Hey, why did you run out on me? Am I losing my appeal? Oh, Roger, I, I wouldn't have stayed away. Honestly, I wouldn't have. Only I had to wind this wool for Mother. Well, here, I'll hold it for you. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, now, now you're sure you don't mind? And you sure it won't tire you? I sure, I'm sure. Well, well all right, then. Hold out your hand. Uh, like yeah. like this? Oh, oh, I dropped it. I'll pick it up. Oh, no, let I'll me. I'll do it, dear. Here, I'll just... Oh, oh, oh. gee, I'm sorry. Did I hurt you? Oh, no, but your head... Yeah, I socked you right on the chin, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Let me see. Ow! Where's it hurt? Right here on my chin. Here? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll kiss it for you. Huh? Oh. There. There, that better? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Didn't anyone ever kiss you before? Well, I... No. No, I guess not. Oh, Roger. Roger, I mm -hmm. think I ought to tell you. I've been deceiving you. Well, how's that? Well, I'm I'm not 20, the way you thought. I'm only 15. Oh, sure. Sure, I knew all the time. And you mean you're not mad at me? Mad at you? Stick that chin up. Oh, Roger. Now. Now what do you think? I think that... Oh, Roger. <laughs> you know, you're a funny kid. Oh, Roger. It's not going to be easy. Well, what isn't? Well, we're bound to have trouble with my parents. Why? Well, they'll say I'm too young, and they won't give their consent for years and years. Give their consent? What do we need? Oh. Oh. Oh, but I don't care. Do you, well, Roger? Look, Penny, I think I... I don't care about anything. Mm. Oh, isn't it priceless? Why, you'll be Uncle Mervyn's nephew-in-law. Penny, oh. Penny, I'd better run along now. I promised to play uh, Merv some badminton. When will you be back? Uh, later, Penny. Oh, listen... I, uh, I want to talk to you about the party tomorrow. And, Raj, 
I'm going to save the first, last, and supper dance just for you. Yes, that'll be swell. But listen, we won't say anything to anyone about... How about you know what? We'll just keep it a secret for a while. Mr. and Mrs. Roger Van Vliet. Oh, hello, Chuck. What's wrong with you? Not a thing. Why? You look dopey. Here, I brought you an ice cream cone. Oh, thanks. Hmm, maple nut. Strawberry underneath. Say, you aren't going to keep on dressing up like that all the time, are you? Oh, but naturally. Really nice people always dress for dinner. And the gentlemen wear tuxedo pants. Well, swacky. I like to see anybody try and get me into a tux. <laughs> you haven't got one to get into, that's why. No, I could have if I wanted. Dad offered to let me wear his tomorrow at the party. Are you going to? Well, if I do or I don't, you got the first, last, and supper dance with me, see? I'm not going to get stuck with one of those snooty dames I got to be polite to. Well, now you listen here, Mr. Charles Knowlton Harris. A gentleman doesn't ask a lady to save the first, last, and supper dance just so he won't have to be polite. You talk like it was some kind of a special treat to have the first, last, and supper with you. Well, maybe it's not for you. Well, I guess for some people. Well, anyway, I regret to inform you that I'm already engaged for the first, last, and supper dance. Well, you don't have to make a song out of it. Who you gone with? With Mr. Roger Van Fleck. And he'll be wearing tuxedo pants and a white coat. He would, that wet drip. <laughs> Remarks like that just show how little you know about real men of the world. Mr. Roger Van Bleck is a cosmopolite. A what? A cosmopolite. <laughs> if you weren't so ignorant, you'd know that that means going to Europe twice. <laughs> Why don't you go lock yourself in your room and write and write and write? Not tonight. Roger's taking me to the movies. Huh? Oh, he is, huh? Why, Chuck, you're not jealous, I hope. Jealous of what? That mush face? You ought to hear him over on our porch giving out with that phony line. <laughs> your porch? Well, what's he doing on your porch? My sister just came home from school. Your sister, Julie? Well, since when have I had more than one sister? Hey, where are you going? Uh, but over to your house. I want to say hello to Julie. <laughs> oh, Mervyn, where did you find this person? He's a riot. Now, now, don't you pay any attention to him, Julie. Rog always pours the roses on when there's a new girl around. Well, can I help myself if women cry for me? Well, Julie doesn't. She's mine. Oh, I'm nothing of the sort, Murph. There, you see, fella. I guess you're just cooking with the wrong gas. Now, you listen here, Roger. Now, don't be a goon, Merv. Hello, Julie. Who's that? Oh, is that you, Penny? Yeah. Welcome home, Julie. Thanks. Oh, Roger, it's almost nine, you know. It's the second show, and Carrie Grattan dialed up tonight, and you oh, said... Oh, see, that's right. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. Come on, Julie. When you get tired of Carrie, you can look at me. Mm-hmm. Lead on, Superman. Oh, but Roger... Good night, Penny. Little girl should be in bed by nine, honey. I'll go get my coat. Now, you wait a second, Roger. You can't get away oh, with cut it. Cut it out, will you? You asked me to give you a few pointers, didn't you? But... Well, I've got to study the girl. But... How am I going to give you the dope if I don't see her in action? But... Make it snappy, Julie. Papa's waiting. <laughs> Mervyn, tell me. Is Roger just playing her for you? Well, you heard him, didn't you? But, boy, am I going to make sure... Hey, wait for me! Oh, Mother, you've simply got to understand Penny, I'm tired I'm in a hurry and my feet hurt Now, let's save argument by pretending you told me for the tenth time All the different reasons why you've got to have that dress for tonight 
And for the tenth time, I've said no. Oh, but, Mother, all that one of the bon ton cost us $15. A measly little $15. Penny, I said no. Oh, Mother, you're perfectly cruel. I tell you what to do. You give me the $15 now, and then you can take it out of my lunch money all next term. $15 or 15 cents. You can't have that dress. Now, that's the end of it, Penny. But, Mother, oh, I've got to have that $15. No. Oh. Hey, Penny, come out here a minute. All right. Hey, Penny. Have I got news? Yeah. Listen, I just finished the glider. It's all set and ready to go, and tomorrow morning I'm taking it out, and I'm going to fly it clear across the lake. Yeah. I even hired a speedboat to follow me up, you know, just in case. A speedboat? Yeah, you know, in case I have to make a fourth landing or something. It's costing me $15, but it's worth it, don't you think? $15? Chuck, did you say $15? Yeah, why? What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Only, uh, uh, Chuck. Chuck, I've been thinking things over. Why, suppose your new gadgets don't work. Suppose you get killed. Oh, you got to take some risk. Oh, but, Chuck, I can't stand worrying about you. Honestly, I, I couldn't enjoy the party tonight, thinking you're going to do that tomorrow. Have you gone swacky? Well, no, but... Well, if you should crash down and hurt yourself, I just couldn't stand it, Chuck. Growing up next door to you and all, what? it would just about kill me. Well, gee, Penny, I, I didn't know you felt like that. I, I wouldn't want you to worry. Oh, but I would. I'd worry like anything. Now, you won't try it, will you? Promise me you won't? But I got to. You know I got to. You mean you'll do it anyway, even knowing how I feel? I got to. But I've got to have that $15. What? Uh-oh. Uh, that is, I mean... Wait a minute. I get it. All that song and dance you gave me was just so she could borrow my $15. Oh, no, Chuck. Honestly, Honestly, nothing. I wouldn't trust you across the street. Oh, Chuck. They're twisting a fellow around and he doesn't know where he's at. Just so as to get at his money. You, you gold digger. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> Now what's the matter? Oh, oh, cut it out, will you? What are you sniffling about? There's no use you trying to get around me that way. I don't care how hard you try. <laughs> cry yourself blind. Oh, now stop it, please. Penny. Cut it out. Please. Calling me a gold digger when I was just worried about how you might break your neck or leg or something. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I guess maybe I was wrong. Here, Penny, take it. Take what? The money. If you need it so bad, it's okay with me. Here. Oh, Chuck. Chuck, you're simply wonderful. Oh, thanks, Chuck. I'll never forget you for this. Never. Honest. Boy, am I a dope. Chuck, where are you? Yes, Dad. Come over here a minute. I want to speak to you. Coming, Dad. What's on your mind? Chuck, watch this I hear about you building a glider. Huh? Where did you hear about... Never mind where I heard... Somebody saw you building a glider and had the intelligence to inform me. Now, where is it? Now, Dad, listen. Where is it? Dad, please. Are you going to tell me? I can't. If you knew where it was, you'd break it up or something. You can bet your life I would. I'll bust it into kindling wood. Now, where is it? Now, look, Dad. I know you've got to mind your father and all that, but... Gee. I mean, well, if Shakespeare's father said, you've got to stop writing plays, or, or Mr. Paderewski's father said, I'm going to chop your piano up for kindling wood, why... We wouldn't have any plays. We wouldn't have any music. No, and if I can find where you've hidden it, you're not going to have a glider. Oh, Dad. Hello? Hello, is this the Bonton? Well, this is Miss Wood, Mr. Jones. Miss Wood. Penny. Yes. Uh, listen, you know that red dress I was admiring? Oh, will you hold it for me, please? Yes, I'll be down this afternoon. That's right. Now, don't forget. Goodbye. Oh, hello, Roger. Oh, hello, kitten. Oh, Roger, I'm glad you're here. I, uh, I, I want to ask you something. Well, well, I'm in sort of a hurry. Roger, 
haven't you found out enough about Julie yet? Huh? Found out what? Oh, well, please don't think... Well, that is... I, I mean, I'm sophisticated enough not to be jealous, but... Well, being with her last night and all, I thought probably you'd have studied her enough so you could give Mervyn that dope you promised him. Oh, sure, yes. And I hope it'll be about a night. Because I've got a new dress. Red. Yeah? Well, you remember what you said. You know, about... About red being my color. Oh, oh yes, yes, sure. And then, Roger... Now, look, I... kitten, I've got to run. I'll see you tonight. Huh? Oh, but Roger... Penny, will you help me with these packages? Okay, Dan. What's the matter? Are you sick? No, I'm not sick. Well, you look terrible. Oh, gee, why does everybody say that? There's nothing the matter with me, nothing at all. All right, all right. Take it easy. I'm sorry. Oh, Dad. Yes, dear? Can I ask you a question? Sure, what is it? Dan. Did you fall in love with Mother at first sight? Well, no, not exactly. The first time I saw your mother, she had pink spots all over her. Spots? Yeah, they turned out to be measles. Well, what did you do? Caught them from her. Oh, now, Dad, this is really important to me. When did you first find out that you were in love with Mother? Well, that's a rather a difficult question to answer. I, I, I know. I believe it was the day that she slapped me in the face. She slapped you in the face? Well, I turned the hose on her brother, and it hit, hit her new hat. She slapped me, I kissed her, and, well, there you are. But why should Mother slapping you make you kiss her? My dear, I've been wondering that for 20 years. <laughs> Bring in those packages, will you, Fence, Annie? Uh, in a minute. She slapped him. She slapped him, and he kissed her. I don't get it. But maybe it works. <laughs> Pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille will bring us Act Three of her first bow. Starring Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Curtain rises on the third act of her first bow. For a 15-year-old girl suffering the pangs of love, the world is a sad, dark place. But Penny is doing her best to brighten it. Clad in her new, very red dress, she gazes at herself in the mirror. Penny sees a woman, tall and dark, a woman with gleaming white shoulders and mysterious haunting eyes. A woman of the world. But Penny's mother sees a 15-year-old girl in a violent red dress which shows up all her freckles. Penelope. Yes, Mother. When did you get that dress? Why, I, this afternoon. Chuck loaned me the $15. Never I... mind, I don't care. But I want you to take it off this minute. But, Mother, I can't. Why haven't anything else to wear? You can wear your other one. Oh, not that awful rag. Why, it's got sleeves, and it makes me look like a child. Penny, do you hear me? Take that thing off. Penny! Penny! Listen, you better come right down. Roger's with Julie, and they're sitting out on the porch, holding hands. <gasps> oh, did you see, Mother? I've got to get down there right away. Now, Penny, don't get so upset. I'm not upset. I'm desperate. How would you feel if you saw another woman trying to take Father away from you? Penny. Well, I'll sit down and watch Roger for you, Penny. No, I'm coming up. Wait, Penny. Oh, Mother, I've got to get down there. Julie's taking him away from me. She couldn't do it if he didn't let her. Oh, yes, she could. Because she's older and she knows how. 
I've got to be a woman of the world, too. Is that your ambition, Penny? I thought you wanted to be a writer. Well, how am I ever going to be a writer if I don't have anything to write about? And how am I ever going to learn about life if you won't let me live? Oh, but Penny, you are living. Every day, every hour. Oh, that's not living school and tennis and playing with Chuck. That's just existing. Living is being in love and feeling and wanting things and fighting for them. Listen, you're my mother, and you can make me take this dress off, and you can make me put on that child's dress with sleeves. But I'm warning you, if you do, I'll never forgive you. Never, as long as I live. No, I don't believe you ever would. Oh, Mother, can't you see I'm not a baby anymore? I'm growing up. Now you're going to be mean and cruel and make me change my dress. Or are you going to let me go downstairs? I'm going to be mean and cruel and let you go downstairs. Oh, Mother, darling. And she's got a red dress, Chuck, and it hasn't even got any shoulder straps. Are you kidding? Cross my heart. Look, here she comes now. Hello, everybody. Holy smoke. Hello, Chuck. Gee. <laughs> What's the matter? What are they laughing at? It's supposed to be, Penny. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us it was a masquerade? Oh, Roger, you... Does your mother know you're down here like that? Oh, Roger. Penny, come back. Penny. Oh, I don't believe it yet. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> Mother, they laughed at me. Darling. They laughed at me. <laughs> there, there, dear. It's not that serious. And Roger was there, and he laughed too. And, oh, Mother, I'm going to lock myself in and stay there till the party's over. You're going to do nothing of the sort. You're going to wash your face and put on another dress and go back downstairs. But, Mother, I can't. Oh, you didn't hear them. I did hear them. They were very silly, and so were you. Penny, a little while ago, you talked about learning to be a woman of the world. Well, that's what a woman of the world would do. You mean she'd, she'd wash her face and put on another dress? And hold her head up and sail right back. Pretend nothing mattered less than their laughter. Even with, with Roger there? Especially with Roger there. All right. All right, I'll do it. Dad, what do you want to go and spoil a party for? This has nothing to do with the party, Chuck. I just wanted to tell you that I've located your glider. And tomorrow morning, you and I are going to have a little breaking-up party all our own. But you can't, Dad. I've worked for months on that glider. It's got all my new ideas. I'm I... sorry, Chuck. That's my last word. But, Dad... All right, then. Millie Lou. Millie Lou. Hey, Millie Lou. What do you want? Listen, come here. i got to leave for a while. Can you come along and help me? I'd ask Penny, only she's kind of busy. Well, what do you want me to do? I want you to help me get a glider down to the lake. A glider? Just help me get in the car, that's all, will you? Well, what are you going to do with a glider at night? What do you do with a glider any time? You fly it. Come on. Mervyn. Oh, Mervyn, have you seen Roger? Yeah, I've seen him. He's sitting out there on the porch with Julie. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I want to talk to him about something. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, look, here's something I forgot to show you, Julie. It's a poem. A poem? 
Can he send it to you? Yes, listen. Oh, no, don't. The pulsing passion in the heart of me sears like a flame at the sound of thy name. Oh, you made it up yourself. Oh, word of honor. Wait until you hear this part. <laughs> the song on your lips, the light in your eyes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Penny. Oh, hello, Penny. We were just talking... Uh, he, he, he was showing me your, your poem. Yes, I know. Oh, that little piece of trash I wrote. My goodness, I hope you didn't take it seriously. Well, I just tossed it off for a joke. You don't suppose I'd hand my real poetry around to just, just anyone, do you? Oh, listen, Penny... Oh, please, I... don't apologize. <laughs> Why, I've never seen anyone look so silly in my whole life as you two, sitting there, thinking that I meant it. Just like those nitwits inside who thought I meant that dress joke. I was just doing it for a laugh. <laughs> a laugh. Oh, Penny, you're a wonderful little actress, but, well, you make me feel very ashamed. Oh, please, please go away. Penny! Penny, where are you? What's that child talking about? Millie Lou, come here. Penny, listen. What's the matter, Millie? Millie Lou, what were you saying about a glider? I told you he's up in it. Who is? Chuck, he's flying all around the lake and he can't get down. Chuck! Flying? Are you sure you... Sure, I'm sure. I saw him. Tom, will you call the police station? We better get the fire department, too. We'll need floodlights. Listen, everybody. Drive your cars down to the lake and turn on your headlights. Chuck's up in a glider. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Keep your eye out for a glider flying somewhere over the lake. Report it once if you sight it. It's that dopey Harris boy again. That is all. talking, Mother. It's all my fault. If Chuck had a speedboat out there, he'd be all right. But but I took that money for the dress, and if he drowns, I've killed him. And all because of a silly dress. Oh, Mother. Don't cry, dear. I'm not crying. I can't cry. Isn't that funny, Mother? When Roger laughed at me, I, I cried and cried. Oh, I wanted to die. But now I can't cry because it hurts so up here in my throat. Penny, dear. That other was just, oh, just play hurt. I wanted to suffer, but now, oh, Mother, if anything happens to Chuck, I can't bear it. I simply can't bear it. Is there any sign of them yet? No, they've got boats all over the lake. Turn those lights on. Shoot them up this way. Oh, Chuck, Chuck. There he is! Where? Where? Where is he? There! See, way down low. He's coming over this way. Quiet! Quiet, everybody, please! Here, give me that megaphone. Here. Hello, Chuck! Hello! Hello! Look at me! I'm flying! Quiet! Quiet, please! Chuck! Come down! Come down! Do you hear? Okay, Dad! Be careful, son! Be careful! Don't worry, it's a cinch. Here I come. Look out below. Here I come. Here I Look come. Look out for that tree! No! Are you all right, son? I'm all right. My head stopped hurting. Your arm, Chuck, is it bad? It's just scratched. He, he landed in the tree. I'd better call the drugstore for some more bandage. Dad, wasn't there any of my glider left? I'm afraid not. They said it was smashed to bits. Oh, Dad. I'm sorry if I worried you. I didn't mean for you to know until I got down. 
Well, that's all right, Chuck. I, I guess it was my fault. Maybe if you'd been flying in the daytime, it wouldn't have happened. No, you're right. I don't know enough about gliders or flying or anything. Well, you can always learn. I understand they give a pretty good course at Tech. Tech? Oh, gee, Dad! Mr. Harris, you want it on the phone. Coming. Probably the newspaper. Where is it? Oh, Chuck, Chuck, you're safe. Sure, I'm safe. And what do you think, Penny? I'm going to go to Tech. And when I learn what it's all about, I'm going to build another glider and fly it all over the place. Ain't that dilly? Chuck Harris. <gasps> After going up like that and scaring a girl almost to death, you come back. You dare come back and talk What's about it. What's eating a... you? I just said it was dilly. Oh, you, you. <gasps> hey, what goes on? Oh, Chuck. You slapped me in the face. I know, but oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, I don't know what made me do it. Hey, you gone swacky? Well, no, but, well, I was just being so scared and then seeing you standing there laughing and then I... Well, what's the matter, Chuck? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I... Well, gee, gee whiz, Penny, but, you know, you're awful pretty. Who, me? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but I never felt like this before. I think... I think I'm going to kiss you. Oh, Chuck, I... Oh. <laughs> oh, gee. Hey, Dad! Dad, it Our stars, Jane Withers and Jackie Cooper, will be back in a moment for their curtain calls. Now, here's Mr. DeMille with our stars. We're glad that her first bow had a happy ending, because we'd hate to see either Jane Withers or Jackie Cooper on Hackney. And they're all smiles now for their curtain call. Oh, thank you, Mr. DeMille, and it was swell being here. It sure was, and I hope we can keep on your guest list, sir. You certainly can. We need you both to keep us uh, up to the minute on the changes in the English language. <laughs> yes, sir. And say, I noticed that you didn't use many of those new words like swacky and hep and... No, no, unless 23 skidoo would qualify. <laughs> 23 skidoo? Why, that's wonderful. Yeah, it might sweep the country. What does it mean, sir? Why, it means... Well, 30 or 40 years ago, everybody said 23 skidoo. It was... You know, the slang of the moment. <laughs> yes, sir, but uh, what did you say it meant? Now, wait a minute, Jane. I asked you first about swacking. Good night. Good night, Mr. DeMille. Good night. Good night. It's going to seem awfully quiet around here without you two. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. 
we have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.